The Cambridge Dictionary defines the verb grace as being in a place and making it look more attractive. Well, that's the thing about parenthood. Sometimes it's the last thing you think when you hear that word. But to us, for something to be beautiful, I mean truly beautiful, it has to be imperfectly perfect. There is no right way to be a parent. There is only doing it to the best of your ability. And that is what we define as growing with grace. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome back, guys. Episode five. I can't believe we've made it this far already. We are so excited to finally now be able to share the podcast with you with a few episodes live. But this episode, we're going to be talking about parties. Hey, everyone. It's Tyla. I just wanted to remind you to visit our website, growingwithgracepodcast.com. Also, follow us on Instagram at growingwithgracepodcast. We are also live on all major platforms now, so you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. If you have any ideas for an episode or questions for Kiana and I, you can send us an email to growingwithgracepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Well, let's get into it. All right. So as Kiana mentioned, we're going to be talking about parties today. And I wanted to ask you, Kiana, what parties have you planned for? So let's just start off with saying we've had a pretty party-filled weekend between the two of us, between graduation parties and birthday parties and celebration of families. We've had a lot going on these past couple of weekends, so I can't, I, I can't think of a more appropriate time for us to record an episode on parties. With that being said, I have planned lots of parties starting with birthday parties for Grace. So over the past almost 11 years now, I have done birthday parties. I have done themed parties. I've done graduation parties. I've done surprise parties. I've done kids parties. I've done adult parties. I've done all the parties. And it's safe to say at this point, I now really, really love it, but it is so much work. Having said that, I know you just finished planning your first party and we, it turned out to be quite a success. How, do you, how are you feeling after planning your first real get-together, Ty? I can totally say now that I have planned my first big party, I have a bit more confidence under my belt, and I can't wait to plan my next party. It was a lot of fun. It's definitely something that you have to take time to get used to, and the more that you plan, the more that you learn, so you have a lot to take away from it, which I'm sure we'll go over all the trial and errors that we both went through and especially what you're going to take away from it for your next party planning event. So Kiana, you like party planning? Yeah, I actually do. I'm kind of a weirdo. (laughs) I I really like hosting people and being the person that calls others to gather, which I think sounds a little tacky, but I don't mean it to be tacky. I just, I love making memories and having a good time and hosting parties that really evoke that emotion from people that they just enjoyed being there and it wasn't boring or it wasn't like a drag to have to go, which sometimes let's admit it, birthday parties can be. I think I had asked one of the party goers at JT's birthday party. I was like, so you're the only guy here by yourself. You must, you must, you're a good guy for showing up because I mean, even my veteran husband, who's been to probably at this point, like 50 to a hundred birthday parties, it's not something that most adults enjoy going to, but If you can end the day with most of the people having smiles on their faces or feeling like they had a good time, I think that that's a success. Absolutely. So you like party planning when it's good vibes and it's a good time. You don't like it when it's not a good time. (laughs) Well, I mean, who would like it when it's not a good time? But (laughs) 
Yeah, I definitely, I, I almost also like the rush of the idea of like, I don't even know people walking in and being like, wow, this looks so cool. Or it, it, they just taken aback by the decorations or the atmosphere or the music. I sometimes even party just by myself in the kitchen with my kids. Uh, every day you can find us dancing and jamming out to all sorts of genres. But I think having a, a party to me is, is about enjoying company and really getting others to gather and have a good time. Yeah, I think that's that's really true. And I agree with that. I can say definitely after having that party, my son's first birthday yesterday, it felt so nice to hear so many people comment on our decorations or just how well everything was put put together. I really appreciated all of that praise and it, it was really nice to hear. So I agree with you. It, it feels good, I guess, to be able to be a host and to have people over and to be that spot where everybody gets together and just hangs out. Even actually my husband. Yeah, absolutely. It makes all the stress worth it for sure. Even your husband enjoyed it. Yeah. My husband afterwards, he was like, Oh man, I'm, I'm a little bummed that everybody's gone now. And surprisingly, I actually really enjoyed that. Oh my gosh. Wait, pause, pause. Coming from the same guy who is like, I hope good thing it's a Sunday. Cause I don't want the guests to overstay their welcome. <laughs> Yes. Yes. That's so good. What an improvement. I I wish I could have been there when he said those words because I would have treasured them forever. He, he literally said, he's like, I have to step up my game. This makes me want to have more parties. I just want people to come over and have a good time. I was like, remember this for the next time that we plan a party. You remember these words. You should have, I was going to say record him so that way you can replay it for him the next time that it happens and be like, remember when you said, cause let's be real planning all of the planning and effort and work that goes into hosting the party and preparing for the party is a lot but that's when you kind of have to make sure that whatever you're getting from doing all of that work is worth the outcome absolutely and i do think that all of that planning and to be up up front all the planning up front pays off because then it's just seamless the day of and do as much as you can before the actual party to prepare. So I can remember a few months ago when we were having Jack's birthday party, uh, I came over to your house super early in the morning and we had like a hundred balloons to blow up for the balloon arch. Mm -hmm. And that was just silly. But I remember from doing that, I was like, I am not going to wait until tomorrow morning to blow up balloons because what's more important in the morning? Will I want to like put makeup on and do my hair or blow up a hundred plus balloons. So I did that all the night before. I was a little bit worried whether or not they would hold their air, but they looked great. Everything was fine. Is it still up? Are all the balloons still up? I actually, I killed all the balloons this morning. (gasps) Jeff must've been so upset. No, he didn't even, he didn't even, I don't even think he noticed or cared. (laughs) The giant balloon arch? He didn't notice the giant balloon arch missing? (laughs) He didn't really, he didn't really say anything. He went to drop the baby off at daycare this morning for me and he came back and he was like, oh, you cleaned the kitchen floor. It looks good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, for sure. But going back to what I was saying about taking down the decorations, I know you kind of feel this way. Like after Christmas, you're not somebody who leaves your Christmas decorations up after Christmas because it makes you depressed. You're just like, nope, Christmas is over. It all comes down. The next day there, like the next day after Christmas is spent putting Christmas away. And 
that's how I feel about parties. Well, it's only been one, but I feel the same way. I don't want all that stuff just taking up space in my house. It's got to go. Like the moment has happened. You've enjoyed that moment, but having it linger longer is just a sad reminder that it's over. Exactly. It's time to move on. But planning now that I've done it too, planning for a party and I'm just really excited. I can't wait to like plan plan more parties. It's so much fun. Yeah, definitely. So talking about planning parties and this having been your first one, what are some things that like you've really taken away from going to other parties and been like, you know what? I really like that. Or some things that you were like, oh my gosh, definitely not. So for example, the balloons, you were like, definitely don't want to wait till the morning of to plan to blow up a balloon arch because that's a nightmare. Definitely learned my lesson, by the way, I want to say that was my first balloon arch I've ever made takes a lot of time. Don't underestimate how much time it takes to blow up those balloons because you're going to spend probably an hour and a half blowing them up and then securing them to the balloon arch and then securing the balloon arch to the wall. FYI. Yeah, it took. So for me, it took at least two hours. I blew up all of my balloons by myself. And then Friday evening, my friend Sam came over and she helped me assemble the balloon arch and put it up as well as like other decor around the house. And I would highly recommend that if you do get a balloon arch from like Amazon, which is where I got mine from, that you have somebody with you to help you put it up because they're big and cumbersome. They're huge. Like you have to, yeah, you need extra hands and do not over inflate your balloons. No, they will <laughs> pop and it will be terrifying. You'll, randomly. You'll just have pop, pop, pops. And you're like jumping, yes. having all your guests being afraid of what the heck is going on. And it makes it much harder for, to put them actually onto the arch. So just be mindful of that blow them up a little bit. And and you can kind of tell, I think too, if you're over inflating the balloon by how easy it is to tie, I feel like it shouldn't be really, really hard to tie the balloon. If it is, you've probably over inflated it, but mm-hmm. that's enough about balloon arches. So yeah. So some things that I love at parties now that I've been to a few, I definitely love the balloon arches, but I also hate balloons in the same breath because we all know how balloons are kind of wasteful. They're just going to end up in the trash in a landfill and unfortunately maybe wake their way into the ocean someday. And we all know what happens from there. So I guess if I don't think about those negative consequences associated with balloons, then I love them. I love the way that they look. I just don't like how wasteful they can be. So that's why I do think that some of the other decorations and decor that you can get that's reusable or more versatile that you can use for other parties or maybe a friend that's having a similar themed party, those decorations, I feel like maybe a good investment, whereas something that's... It's too bad. They should invent something like some type of clasp that you can put around a balloons and make the balloons a little bit more durable so you could reuse them. Maybe... That's genius. Or maybe a different material that could be recycled better. But I mean, for them to have to stretch an inflated, well, you know, maybe someone's going to take my idea and run with it. That would be so great. Yeah. Like, why can't we make balloons that are just reinflatable? I don't know. But yeah. So I also love food at parties, whether it's (laughs) little finger (laughs) snack foods. I love a good charcuterie board. Who doesn't love cheese and cured meats? I love, I love stuff that is homemade too for sure like you can tell like it looks so a lot of the stuff at my son's first birthday party was homemade so our cupcakes our smash cake were homemade shout out to kiana she made them and they looked awesome and i she's shaking her head that they weren't awesome don't let her fool you check out my instagram they looked amazing they were picture perfect Mm -hmm. pinterest perfect absolutely wonderful and i'm just you know grateful that 
I have people around me who are able to help me out with these things, because if I tried to make that smash cake, it would not have happened. But yeah, I guess going off of going back to our question, I love decor. I love the balloons. I love food and people. It's nice to see people. It can definitely be a little bit. So I like yesterday, like, you know how, I don't, I don't know what my motto is for parties. Like, do you show up right on time? Do you show up five minutes early? Do you show up fashionably late? Like what the right, what that sweet spot is to come to a party. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the proper, okay. It all, it all depends on who you are, but I believe the proper etiquette is to arrive slightly like 10 minutes early before the expected time. However, being a mom who plans parties, I know you're using every minute right up until that time, even after that time that you told everyone to get there to get the party perfect. Mm -hmm. So maybe it all depends on, you know, who you're uh, attend, whose party you're attending and how their demeanor is. But for me, I definitely get anxious as I'm waiting for people to come. I would much prefer people show up right on time because also if you linger too long or you wait too long, then you feel as though kind of like your dad had showed up way late. And not his fault. He was working, but he had showed up later and you were worried that he was going to miss the cake or he was going to miss some interaction with saying hellos and communicating with everyone, just, you know, doing your rounds. So I think it really does depend on the host and what event you're at, but I think proper etiquette is like 10 minutes before. See, that's interesting. So I don't know what's proper, but I felt like the few people who got there like 10 minutes before it was a little weird and awkward. And I was like, Oh no, I'm not ready. We're just rushing around the kitchen, trying to get like the last few details in place. And they were just kind of standing there with their hands folded, like, Oh, can I help you with anything? And you're like, no, like, I don't need help. Just go have a soda or something. Then I don't even know at one point, maybe 20 minutes, a half hour into the party. It was like, bam, (laughs) everyone was there. And then you almost feel like you're at a wedding going around, like, doing all the greetings, making sure you're checking in with everybody saying hello. And actually, surprisingly, Jeff, my husband really loved that aspect of the party. He he said he had such a great time going around and saying hello to everyone. And we were sitting in bed last night. He's like, yeah, I talked to so-and-so for a little bit. And then I talked to so-and-so and he's like, you know, you're my icebreaker. He's like, I wouldn't have had anything to talk to about these people, but you know, I just kept being like, oh yeah, Tyler told me about this. And Tyler told me about that. And it was a great way to be able to connect with them. I was like, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) But you're welcome for being a staple in your life. But what about you, Kiana? What are things that you've loved at parties or what's some of the things that you love doing for the parties that you plan? So for me, I think I, I try to be really mindful of the guests that I've invited and the audience that I'm preparing the party for. So with a young children, sometimes very specific picky eaters. It's really hard to show up to a party knowing that you're going to be there for a few hours without having those staple items that your child needs. So for me, I usually, I typically plan a lunchbox to come along just because with Jack, it can be so hard that he literally, I'm not kidding. He has like four items in his diet that he eats and not everyone has those items. So I try to make sure that when I'm planning a party, I'm mindful of the guests who are there and making sure that the, the accommodations are met. So if there's any food allergies or if certain people only like seltzer or people like juice or people don't like juice, I try to make sure that there's at least one thing for each guest that I know that they're comfortable eating, they're good with. And it's so that way they don't feel as though they 
can't eat or they, they don't want to eat because then nothing there that is served with that being in mind, I'm not, I'm not serving like steak and lobster, but I definitely want to make sure that everyone feels included and like comfortable enough to be able to have something to enjoy for food. Can I ask you a question about, about that? Sure. So is that something that you learned after having a few parties or is that something that you always kind of did was to basically, I don't want to say to cater to everybody's needs, but did you have a few parties and be like, Oh, you know, I really, I know that Tyla really likes seltzer. So I'm going to make sure I have seltzer at the next party. So she has something that she likes. So I think I'm inherently, um, a host. (laughs) I think it's just ingrained in who I am. So no, even for me, if I have like a couple over for dinner, I tend to store information away about them and what they like. So I recently started liking seltzer in the last year, but I never did. But if you were coming over, even before you were married, I knew that you liked seltzer. So I'd try to have seltzer on hand for you. Um, I don't do that for everyone, but, um, the people that are, you know, I don't want to say important enough, but the people who I value and want them to feel comfortable in my home, I definitely do my best to make them have something to to have some comforts for them available, whatever that be. Some, some people like a certain type of wine. Some people like charcuterie boards. Some people like, um, seltzer. So it all depends on what it is, but I, I definitely, after planning parties and having Jack be so difficult, I mean, even Nick, he doesn't like onions and it's onions find their way into everything, salads and everything. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nick. <laughs> you want to explain? You want to elaborate? I, I tried. Okay. So going off of that, um, I just have to follow up and say, yes, I agree with Kiana so much that being mindful of what your guests really like and what they don't really like is so thoughtful. And when you're that guest who maybe has a dietary restriction or you really, really hate something and you go there and they did something especially for you, that is so thoughtful. And it's not really something that I thought about until I just had this party. And, you know, I tried to be mindful of who my audience was and who was coming over, but unfortunately our catering kind of let us down. So Kiana's husband, Nick hates onions. I know hate is a strong word, but he really dislikes them. He cannot say there is no other word for it. He cannot stand the smell. And like, if there is an onion embedded in a salad or a sandwich, he's not like the type of person that will just pick the onion aside and keep eating. Nope. It made contact. It, the whole sandwich is tainted. It's it's, dead to him. It's done. Yes. So the catering company (laughs) that we used for the hoagies and wraps that we had for my son's first birthday, I specifically told them, Hey, I need at least one of each of the different sandwich combos that we're getting to be onion free. And they were like, Oh, not a problem. Can I just say by the time that Tyla realized, by the time that Tyla realized that Nick had showed up, she went to the sandwich platter to look for the sandwiches without onions. And there was only like two left. And she started panicking because she specifically made this request for Nick. And she's like, you have to pick up all the ones that say no onions. Otherwise there will be no more. (laughs) She like put this plate aside for him. So you, you, the effort was there. Sorry, finish. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I specifically asked the caterer, I was like, I need, you know, several sandwiches made without onions. Oh, that's not a problem. Don't worry. Every sandwich will be individually labeled. So everybody, it's not like, oh, mystery sandwich. You take a bite and find out what kind of sandwich it was. So I thought that that was really nice that the caterer did that, that they labeled each of the sandwiches. And then they Mm -hmm. also had their menus on top of the platters. So then 
because they had weird names like the cubby and queen rachel and what the heck is in a cubby or a queen rachel that's not like a turkey or ham sandwich you know Mm -hmm. but anyways they told us that they would label the sandwiches that did not have onions in them so there was like a little w on some of the sandwiches and then there was some that said no onion i think the w meant with onion i don't i still don't really know what the w meant no it meant wrap it meant wrap wrap right which is silly. It's like, why do, why do you need to label that? Duh. Obviously it's a wrap and not like a, a grinder hoagie roll. No, it was hard. It was hard to tell. And that's the reason I know, because I saw the W and we were all like, what does that W mean? And we were staring and could, because the sandwiches were also wrapped with um, like a paper almost, which I thought was really sanitary. What a good idea. Because then while someone else is grabbing their sandwich, your fingers aren't touching other people's yeah. sandwiches who are next to each other. Each one was individually mm-hmm. wrapped, but you could see what was inside of them because it was cut. It was, it was really, really well prepared Presented. and it was beautiful really, but correct. But it was hard to tell because it had that paper wrapped around them. So you couldn't tell unless you like almost, you had to like get eye level with the sandwich on the side to see. But then once we realized, oh, W meant wrap. I was like, oh, okay. That makes yeah. sense. So <laughs> I, I set aside, like Kiana said, a couple of the sandwiches that said no onion. And then Kiana pulls me aside and she's laughing and she's like, come look at this. <laughs> and Nick has a sandwich on his lap and it's like opened up and he's like, what is that? And it was, it was an onion <laughs> clear as day. It was an onion. I'm like, are you kidding me? I was like, hold that. I'm taking a picture and I am calling Monday morning first thing and saying, you promised me sandwiches with no onion. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Maybe I, have, I haven't done that yet. Can I just I say should. I handed him the sandwiches and then I went to go grab him a drink and I came back and he had taken a bite of it. The look he gave me was as if I tried to poison him <laughs> with, with like decon or something. I was like scared a little. Oh my God. What happened? Oh what? God. He's like, I don't want this. Just take it. And I'm like, why? I was like, you have to eat it. That's rude. Tyler got these special sandwiches that don't have onions in it. Get that mean scowl off your face. What are you doing? And he's no onions, huh? He said, I, don't lie to me. I just took a big bite and a chunk of onion came out. And I was like, you're lying. You're lying to me. I read the wrapper. It said no onions. Don't you disrespect Tyler and her house like this. And he flopped the sandwich over in a giant, it was like, you know, the center of an onion when it ha- it's like thick and it has like the little rounds all to, it wasn't even like one little onion. It was like a giant. And sure enough. And, I, and, and he was like, you disrespectful. You get out of my face. Like, like I did it to harm his person. I was just, I, that's why I was laughing when I went to Tyler because I just beside myself, I couldn't couldn't have done that it's funny but it's also it's also frustrating because in all seriousness had somebody actually had like an actual allergy and not just a serious aversion for the food that could be really dangerous and you know the whole reason why we're getting it catered is Mm. that way we don't have to care about these things and you're paying somebody for a service and you know how I am about service if oh she's gonna have no problem letting them know they did something wrong yeah and and, she, and we're sitting there and she, and she said to us like you think I won't say something oh I'm gonna say something that, and that's when she took the picture and I was like I can't with you two I can't. and and I'm not saying that I'm gonna call them up and be like you know I demand my money back no but I think that as a business owner you should know when things it's quality control essentially so if things mm-hmm. aren't being made to a certain standard or if you're making a promise to provide some type of good or service you need to ensure that that's being met. Otherwise, then you end up with nasty reviews on Google or Yelp. And it kind of, it shocks the business owner. It takes them by surprise because they're like, what? You know, so that's why I always think it's better to mm-hmm. go directly to the, the approach, the owner approach the establishment and say, Hey, I'm just letting you know that I paid for X, Y, and Z and I got C, D, and E. 
And then usually mm-hmm. if the establishment is good, they'll say something like, well, how can I make this right for you? Mm-hmm. And that's when I'm like, hmm, well, I'll take a gift card. Let me just give you a list. I'll take yeah. a gift card. <laughs> You're funny. But anyways, what about things that you don't like or haven't liked at some parties that you've been to, or maybe even your own parties that you've planned? Are there things that you're like, Ooh, won't do that again. Yeah. So definitely knowing your audience, I think is really, it's really so important. And I love things to, and not to sound like, I don't want to sound obnoxious, but I really do enjoy a party that is aesthetically pleasing, that the atmosphere is great. And I think it's really important to be mindful of the group of people that you're gathering. Now, I, we have all kinds of kinds in our lives and some of the kinds that you may enjoy spending your time with may not get along so well with the other kinds that you enjoy spending your time with. So I think it's important to know that the group that you're gathering will have people to, who are like-minded or who they can really have a good conversation with without it being uncomfortable and awkward. Now that, that is going to build over the years of having parties because your best friend who's like an aunt to your kid who hasn't met your in-laws for the first time will meet them at the first party. And then over the years, they'll become acquaintances and they'll have things to have conversations with. But sometimes I think people forget that maybe having too many people or too many unlike people, people who have a hard time kind of figuring out, uh, like Jeff had said, like an icebreaker or being able to have a conversation might be difficult. So I, I think I definitely have made it a point for myself being an entertainer. I, I, there's no party I can walk into that. I won't be able to strike up a conversation with anyone. I will find someone that I can have a conversation with, but not everyone is like that. So I think it's important to be mindful no. of that fact that you're inviting more than just you know, your friends and your in-laws. You, you have to have, or one friend and then all your in-laws, you have to have someone around that they can get along with or have a conversation with. So they're not uncomfortable sitting in the corner waiting for the whole party to just end being like, you know, I came here because I wanted to support my friend because I love them, but it's really uncomfortable and I have no one to talk to and it's just awkward. And how, how do I gracefully make an exit out of this party without being rude? Uh, so I think that's something that's, I don't want to say I don't like at parties, but I, it's definitely a struggle and you have to be mindful of that when you're planning the party that who you're inviting and making sure that there is things that they have things to talk about or someone that they can get along with to really have a conversation with. So naturally I somewhat agree and somewhat disagree with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I think that it depends if you have a smaller party and there's lots of different people who maybe don't know each other or haven't really hung out before that could be weird and uncomfortable for those people. But I think relating it back to yesterday, the party that I had for Jeffrey's first birthday, we had a lot of people there. How many people do you think it was? I think it was probably around 25, 30 people. Yeah. And there were definitely like, so one thing that I've noticed at any party that I've ever been to is it's very clicky. So there will usually be people congregating with the people that they know and like. So at our party yesterday, my side of the family was all gathered in one spot. Jeff's side of the family was really all gathered in one spot. My friends from my gym, old my old gym days, they were all gathered in one spot. And then there were kind of a few stragglers here and there or people like Kiana and also people like my friend Becky who are very extroverted and just very happy and bubbly and are just willing to strike up that conversation with just any person standing next to them. So 
I think that it's okay to have a bigger party and to invite all different types of people, but just make sure that you are inviting, or I hope, I guess, that enough people show up that do know one another so those little clicks and bubbles can form. I don't know if I think that the clicks or bubbles are necessarily a good thing, but I think that they're just bound to happen because people like what they know and what they're comfortable with. And that's what they're going to do. They're just going to flock to the people that they already know. Mm, But I also think it's hard when you have a group, people, especially with pandemic, but even post pandemic can really make certain um, introverts uncomfortable. And I think that's another reason why the clicks almost amplified because it was, there was so much going on and there was so many people that literally my husband, he walked in and sat on the couch and didn't move. And he went to the bathroom and that was it. And I was like, did you see the porch? And he's like, no, I didn't leave the living room. I'm like, why? He's like, you could barely walk through the kitchen. There was just so many people. I, I'm not, um, did not want to like have, you know, sidestep and squeeze between a conversation, like very overwhelmed by that. And I think that that happens that that happens as well. So I, you just got to exactly like what you said, be mindful that you have other people who are like, and that's kind of what I was saying. If you're going to invite people from the gym, you got to invite more than just one person. Otherwise they're not going to mingle unless they're, they're a Becky or myself. And I think that, that you did a really good job in that and having groups of people that were comfortable with each other. So that way everyone had someone to talk to and no one was really left isolated. It's going to happen regardless because there's always that, you know, fun uncle that everyone loves, but then when they get in a group of people, they have nothing to say and don't want to say anything. But on a whole, I think it did go really well. It just was a lot. And it can really make like my husband who doesn't like people or parties. The next time you have a party, he's going to say to me, is it going to be as big as the next party? And if it is, I'm going to have to like fight with him to get him to come because he's like, that's just too much. It was like, it was overwhelming. Like there was so many. And and I think that that's to be expected. Some people are introverts and some people are extroverts and you just have to, you know, accept people at their comfort level. Oh, for sure. And I think, I, I think that you said that really well. One thing I have to talk about though, about the party yesterday was, so Kiana's daughter, Grace is going to be 11. And my niece, Abby, who is Jeff's sister's daughter, will be 11 this month. And I've kind of always wanted to get them together because they're around the same age and see how they would play together or get along. And so yesterday at the party, I saw that they were, they were hanging out together playing, I think Grace's, not a Wii, what is it? Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch, something, something by Nintendo. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so great. And I like kind of nudged Kiana. I'm like, hey, hey, look, look who's getting along. Because there was only like four kids at the party yesterday. It was Mm -hmm. all adults. And I was like, did this happen organically? And Kiana was like, no, 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 no. She's like, (laughs) I was that matchmaker. I was like, hey, Grace, meet Abby. Abby, meet Grace. Go play. But hey, it's fine. It took a little more convincing than that. Because even, and that's, that's something, you know, that's an interesting topic that I think maybe we should go over before we move on that some people are not people, people, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So for example, with Grace and Abby, Abby, um, I saw her, I, I don't know Abby really well, but I saw her sitting by herself and she just looked utterly bored. Like if you could die of boredom, this girl was in stage four failure. She was just sitting <laughs> on the stairs by herself, just staring into the abyss. And I was like, and Grace was standing next to me and I, I said, go say hello. And she was like, but I don't know her. And I said, well, you'll, you'll get to know her if you walk over and say hello. And she walked over really awkwardly and she was like, hi. And then Abby was like, hi. And she didn't even look up. And I was like, well, what, look, Auntie Ty put bags together for you guys. Is there anything that you guys have in common that you could talk about? And both of them just kind of like side looked at each other and didn't say anything. And I was like, 
okay. So how old are you, Abby? And she like whispered her age. And I was like, oh, Grace is around that age too. And, and still nothing. And I was like, you know what? I said, Abby, do you play video games? And she was like, I've done it like a time or two. And I was like, Grace, did you bring your Nintendo? And she said, well, of course I have in the car. And I was like, well, how about you go get a Nintendo and you two can play. And then Abby's eyes kind of looked up and she was like, okay, I can do that. (laughs) And then then it was just, they hit it off. They hit it off from there. But with that being said, it took a lot of coaxing and convincing. Like I had to stand over there for five minutes and kind of facilitate the conversation between the two of them. I had to coax my husband to come to this party, which he now disclaimer, he loves JT. Like it is his third child adopted. He acts like a tough guy, but he really does love him. And I was like, you love him. You're going to this party. And he's like, but I don't love parties and I don't need to be there to love him. And I'm like, but it's his party. And yes, you do, because this is a party that is thrown in his honor and we're going. And we had, we had quite an argument about it. And we even asked our other fan, like family members and friends, well, what would you do in this situation? Because we do have other family members whose significant others don't come to parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is what it is. They don't, they don't want to come. They don't like it. They don't enjoy it. They hate it. It is what it is. And to me, I was like, no, 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 no. That's not how this is going to go. You're my husband. We are together. We are a family and we're going to show up and we're going to be united. But I think each person, like I said, meeting people where their comfort level mm-hmm. is, some people don't want or un- are uncomfortable in that scenario. So how, how do you do that, Tyla? How do, how do you and Jeff do parties as, as couples when he doesn't want to go or when you don't want to go? How does that work? So I'm the extrovert. I'm definitely the life of the party in our relationship, I would say. So you would be hard pressed to find a party that I would not want to go to. Jeff, on the other hand, much like Nick, he, he puts up this front, this facade that he doesn't like parties and social gatherings. But every time I have convinced him to go to one, we usually leave and he's like, that was so much fun. Like, thank you for pushing me to go. But I can't tell you how many times Jeff has insisted that he not go to a party. And there have been times where he hasn't. Now, granted, um, like you, I've told him like, this is very rude and I don't care if you don't want to go, you're going. And he huffs and puffs and he ends up coming. But there have been instances where he has work or has work the next day or something. And I won't push him to go to those types of gatherings if, mm-hmm. if it is for work or something like that. Right. It's not worth the fight. Yeah. And I think it, it's tough too, because it, it all depends. Like I want to say, I want to stay, I want to say, oh, I won't force him to do anything, you know, but I do think that there is a level of disappointment that I would have in him. And we haven't really, so this will be interesting as the years go on and, you know, JT gets invited to other birthday parties and we have more and more family get togethers because I'm sure this will come up many times. I'm sure it will be an argument many times about should he go or should he not go? I also want to give Jeff some grace too. And the respect that he does have a lot on his plate. So he's a full-time graduate student right now in an MBA program. And it's a lot of work. So between working full-time, doing school, basically full-time and trying to life. Yeah you know, please everybody around you and make enough time for the people that you actually want to talk to. Like you said, going to a children's birthday party is probably not something that's going to be very fun. But Jeff also, usually when I do get him out of the house and to somebody's get together, again, he, he acts all tough, like he doesn't like it, but then he usually leaves and is like, man, that was a lot of fun. Like, yeah, I told you, but I think another thing that we, that we kind of, and and Nick had relayed this too. He was like, well, in his opinion, if, if you have a party and 
let's say uncle Joe always comes to that party. If uncle Joe has a party, you have to go to the party because uncle Joe has shown you the respect of always attending your party, knowing right. Well, and let's be real here. Not everyone. I don't even want most people don't enjoy going to birthday parties. Let's be real. I don't even really like one of my own kids' birthday parties that I plan. And I love parties. It's overwhelming. It's a lot. It can be stressful. So I totally understand the aspect of not wanting to go. But I think the way that we approach it is, well, if Uncle Joe's come to every party, we're going to Uncle Joe's party because that's the proper thing to do because Uncle Joe goes to every one of our parties. Is that something that you think you and Jeff are going to uphold? Or do you think that that plays into it at all for you guys? I definitely don't think so. And Jeff is not that type of person to like really care what other people think in that regard. Um, I don't mean that to sound like Jeff doesn't care about other people's feelings, but Jeff is very logical. And Jeff's like, hey, listen, like it is what it is. If I can't go to the party because I have some other commitment or somewhere I have to be, then I'm not going to feel bad about the decision that I made to not go to your party. And if you take that personally and get upset, that's on you. I think, I don't want to speak for Jeff, but I think that's how you probably approach it. Now, speaking for myself, yes, I would feel that way. That if, I don't know why you keep saying uncle Joe, Kiana and I do not have an uncle Joe, but we'll just keep going with that because you already said it. Well, because I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to call (laughs) anyone else out (laughs) because we do have a couple uncle Joe's who don't like to come to the parties. Let's just be real. No, we're not. Saying I don't names. know who she's talking about. We don't <laughs> even have that many uncles that we're super close with. But okay, Uncle Joe, if Uncle Joe had all these parties, I mean, are you Uncle Joe? You're the only person who really throws parties in our family. I guess Kiana's Uncle Joe. No, wait. No, Uncle Joe doesn't want to come to the parties. Oh. So we were talking about things that we didn't like. And we were talking about, I don't even know that that took a whole turn about people and cliques and parties. And yeah. I, the Uncle Joe's of the world who've decided that they don't want to attend the parties, which is fine. I just feel as though there are Uncle Mike's who attend every birthday party and hats off to Uncle Mike. Seriously, so much respect for Uncle Mike because he's the real MVP. He's doing mm-hmm. it because it's not necessarily that that's how he wants to be spending his afternoon at, you know, your child's birthday party, but he cares so much about us and he loves our children that he wants to be there to make us happy. And I think that's such a nice thing for Uncle Mike to do. And I just want to make this disclaimer be known. We do not have an Uncle Joe. We actually do have an Uncle Mike, but we're not talking about our great Uncle Mike. We're just, that was just a random name that Keanu chose to use. So no hard feelings to the Uncle Joes and Uncle Mikes of the world. I'm sure you are great uncles. (laughs) Anyways, let's move on to our next question. Kiana, what are some of the most essential party items that you have to have for all of the parties that you plan? What's what's on that list all of the time? So it's not really an item, but first and foremost, organization and planning. That you have to start everything with that and good time lengths and frames. So you need to give people enough time to be able to plan your party and set aside that time to make sure that the people that you're inviting can hopefully attend as long as there's nothing like work getting in the way. After planning, I would say, and time, I would say food for sure. Food is very important, which we had mentioned before, being mindful of allergies or of certain foods that people really enjoy or absolutely despise. And then I would say theme. Theme is important to me because I think it helps to give the whole party a party feel other than just being a a gathering. 
And lastly, I would say good vibes and not to sound tacky, but I mean, kind of like when we had touched on the people that you're inviting, making sure that you're being mindful of the atmosphere at the party. Yeah. And I think that those are mostly the essentials other than drinks and music. Music is a big one for me. Not everyone enjoys music. And I'm often turned down a lot when I say that. I mean, I'll play my music at like an eight and my husband always comes in right after me and turns it down to a three. And I take it as a personal offense. I'm like, you are literally turning down my vibe, man. I am like jamming out at an eight and you brought me down to a three. And he's like, you can't, you can't live your life at an eight, Kiana. You got to bring it down. You got to meet everybody else where they are. And you're a little excessive. So let's try and have a happy medium. I agree. I think I'm somewhere between probably leaning more close to Nick. I think that music is good at a party, but I want it to almost be like the ambiance of the background. Like you can still right, hold a conversation. Music. You're not like, what did mm-hmm. you say? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But a good dance party is needed every once in a while. I do. I would like to get that out there. <laughs> but yeah, food, a good place. What are some essential items for you? Do you feel like I missed any? I know that there's one that you're really thinking you really struggled with at your party of whether or not to have this particular item at your party. Yeah. So I would say for essential party items, food is at the top of the list, whether it's, you're just going to be providing hors d'oeuvre type of food or a full on meal. I think that having something for your guests to snack on and drink is essential. Absolutely. I don't know if I agree with Kiana's regard to theme and decor. I think that it adds to the party and it really makes your party, it gives your party that wow factor, but I don't think it's hundred percent necessary. It probably depends on the type of party that you're having too. But, and, and I think that decorating for a party can be as cheap or as expensive as you want it to be, because let's be serious. You could go mm-hmm, to the Dollar Tree sure. and you could spend less than $20 and you could have, you know, streamers and a banner that says happy birthday. It may not be that Pinterest pretty perfect setup, but it's something. And I think, wait, don't knock, don't knock dollar store decorations. Hey, that is like a go- holy grail. They have the best platters as well as like platters that you actually get from other food places when you order food. But dollar store has the best platters and the best balloons and some of some really good quality decorations. Not everything there is bad quality. You just have to make sure that whatever you're buying is either a brand name or decent quality. Some of their decor is a little tacky. Yeah, of course. But I mean, you can find that anywhere. I mean, I'm sure you could find something tacky at Target if you look hard enough. Yeah, I guess. I'm, I'm honestly very impressed with Amazon's decoration. Yes, for sure. They're, they're pretty good. Problem with Amazon is you got to be organized. You got to be organized and you got to know what you're looking for. Yeah. But I think that, so I created a spreadsheet for this party and I think that it's going to prove to be very useful for future parties because now I'll kind of have like a template to start off of be like, okay, this, 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 and this, and this, this is what we need for essential party items next time. So is there anything that wasn't on the list that you are going to add into the list? Quick question for that. There were little things like Jeff was like, Hey, did you think about trash? We don't have like a trash can that we could use. We ended up, we had a few trash cans and it was fine. It's not like people were just leaving trash all on our deck and around the house. I mean, of course I had to pick up a few plates and cups, but I don't think we need to go out and purchase separate barrels for having parties. I think that's unnecessary. I even told him, I'm like, we can like tack a trash bag to the porch and people can throw it in there. And he was like, that's not going to look good. I'm like, since when do you care? Okay. (laughs) But, um, 
yeah, I think, I think little things to help you pick up is essential. So I got Dollar Tree tablecloths, the ones that are plastic that you can just roll up and throw away. Mm-hmm. That was a game changer. It, after everybody left, left yesterday afternoon, I was cleaning up and it did not take me that long. And I was like, it was so worth it. One, it protects your tables or whatever surface that you're putting stuff on, especially if you have things like drinks or whatever that that might spill. You're going to thank yourself later that you did put something down. I was almost like, you know what? I don't want to put a tablecloth down on my new kitchen table because it's so pretty and I want people to see it and compliment it. But I am very glad that I put that tablecloth down (laughs) because, oh yeah, but yeah, that Mm, making your life easier for sure. Yeah. So what about that one thing that you weren't sure if you were going to have at your party or not? I think I did see it somewhere, but I don't know if you actually, I think it might've been a gift from someone else. So One of the things that I struggled with wanting to provide or should it be provided was alcohol. And I know that some people do provide alcohol at kids' birthday parties. They may have like a cooler full of, you know, whatever hard cider or beers. I'm not, I don't know if people are providing like, you know, a full bar of like hard liquor, but maybe they do. And Hey, good for you if that's what you choose to do. But I had told my husband and I had told Kiana, I'm not really comfortable having people come over and then getting them drunk possibly. And then for them to all leave, because a lot of the people that were coming to our house did live far away and we weren't expecting people to stay into the late afternoon, early evening. So I don't really want to get people all boozed up and then send them on their merry ways to go home because that could be a very dangerous situation Mm, for sure. Um, But now after having had the party, I think maybe in a, in the future, I will have like a a secret cooler and it'll be kind of one of those, like, Hey, you want a beer? Okay. Like a speakeasy. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like cool uncle Mike who always shows up, he can go have a beer. But because you showed gonna, up, that's why yeah, I'm not going to broadcast it to everybody and be like free beer in the cooler. But Jeff did mention <laughs> that he was like, next time we're totally like announcing it via BYOB. And I'm like, just, I don't know. It's a kid's birthday party. So I, I'm still kind of on the fence about that. I do have to admit though, I'm not going to lie about this. One of my friends came over and they handed me a bottle of wine and I don't know if they were like, this is for the party or this is for you. I took it for myself. I am not going to lie. I filled up one of my red solo cups with some fruit and I poured me some of that rosé and it was delicious. And I might've been the only one drinking. (laughs) (laughs) We're not having alcohol at my party, but I'm going to have wine for me. Um, just me. It's only me. (laughs) Hey, I had, I deserved that. I deserved that after all of my hard work. Let me tell you, you did. And, and we're not promoting alcohol or not, or the opposite. We're not shaming alcohol or promoting it. We're just saying, sometimes it's a question that you're not sure. And I, and I think uh, something that you need to be mindful of again, just like the other one is who is your audience? So if you're having your, if you're having like a kid's birthday party and only the kids and their parents are coming over and it's your first time meeting them probably shouldn't have a bucket full of beer unless you want to do that. That's up to you, but that would be my, my only advice. Make sure that the audience that you are having the party for is either it, it that they fit what your that food that you have, I guess, or the food or drinks that you are serving. Agreed. Are you ready to move on to our next question? Of course, because I know it's one of your favorites with all the spreadsheets you have. We must go over this. So how do you budget for parties, Kiana? I don't know why I'm starting this because I don't really know that I officially quote unquote budget a party, but I kind of have an idea in mind, um, of 
what I want for the party. And I kind of go off of that. Now, with that being said, I'm not, I don't have ice sculptures and butter swans on my table for every birthday party, but I definitely like to have, you don't, well, Hey, I know. Don't judge me. Not everyone can have, have it catered with no onions, but the onions with the queen, what was her name? Queen Elizabeth Rachel Sandra sandwich. I, not everyone can have a queen, queen Rachel sandwich. Okay. But I like to have, I like to go by a feel. Now, with that being said, I've never officially kept a tally for what I've spent on parties. If I had to guess, it's probably somewhere around the $500 range, but I do kind of bargain shop, if that makes sense. So I watch throughout the year for, uh, again, going back to the the social media episode that we just posted about how it can't be, it can sometimes be bad and good. I follow a lot of sites and they let me know when things go on sale. So when I see a balloon arch or a balloon theme that I like for the kid's birthday party, and I needed to have it at the party, I definitely snag it early. And instead of paying $7 for a balloon, I'm paying $1 for a balloon. So I do start shopping for the party kind of as soon as I know what the party is going to be themed roughly. And I start preparing in that way. And also something you got to be mindful of is sometimes it might be cheaper for you to host the party somewhere else. For example, we went to a jump. I think it's called jumping Johnny's out in Vernon. It's a party place that I, I want to say they provide, we, we had a birthday party there once, but we, they provide the pizza. They provide the entertainment. They provide the drinks. You can buy more pizza. I think if, if what they're providing isn't enough, but sometimes if you're really on a budget, it may make the most sense for you to just host the party elsewhere. Mm-hmm. That's definitely something that I'll have to look into for future parties for sure. Mm, as he's getting older, definitely. And again, it all depends on people, the number of people that you're inviting the party. So I definitely try to keep my party numbers around 20. Sometimes it's a little more, but trying to keep the numbers down makes a big difference because the most expensive thing is food. Mm-hmm. So if you could get around that food, oh, but yeah. I have to say, I've never had a birthday. I, I shouldn't say not catered. We've had, we've had giant pizzas before, but I think you having that party catered was so important. You didn't really have like all the, everything was kind of set up before and there was no stress or arguing over who's going to cook on the stove. Or, I mean, you remember from Jack's party, I ended up getting hot dogs and hamburgers and he pitched such a fit. He was like, Kiana, how am I supposed to entertain guests and have conversations while I'm slaving over a hot stove at my kid's birthday party? This is not what I want to be doing. So I don't know, after seeing your party catering, may be the way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to be completely honest. So I do budget in my personal life and for events. Uh, and I, I tried really hard to more so keep a running tally in a spreadsheet of the purchases that I was making. So that way I could use that as a baseline for the next party that I plan. So I kind of went into it with a rough idea of, okay, I don't want to spend more than a hundred dollars on decorations. The decorations that I do purchase is any of the stuff that I'm purchasing. Can it be repurposed for a future party? Or do I have any friends in the future who are going to be having first birthday parties that they may get some use out of this item as well, just to be fact or just to be mindful of, I don't want to waste. I want to cut down how many things that I'm only using once and then tossing. I hate to keep harping on the balloons, but that was one of those things that I felt really almost guilty about Mm. for buying it once and then just throwing it out. I do have to say, so I had never Mm -hmm. blown up a foil balloon before. So I had to literally watch a YouTube video to try to figure out how to poke the straw in to blow it up. And one of the videos that I did watch, it said that you could deflate the balloon almost the same way. You insert the straw and then you push the air out. 
I'm not exactly sure. I should have rewatched the video. But when I had mentioned that to you, you were like, no, that's not going to work. Just, just toss it. And so this morning when I was picking up my house, I, I tried several of the foil balloons to deflate them, to reuse them. It just wasn't working. So I cut them in there. They're in the trash. I could not figure it out. I think you can. It's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a Ziploc bag or like a sticky thing. Like it does, it does pop open because it pops open the first time. You just have to be like gentle about it because they will. But the problem is, again, I mean, if you have a kid like Jack who has had dinosaur birthday themed birthday parties for the last five years of his life, I think that's fine. But probably you're not going to be using whatever balloons that you blew up unless it's something generic, like just a color and it says happy mm-hmm. birthday or something. But like the number of balloons that you, I mean, if you have like a giant number three or if you have like a happy birthday that writes out happy birthday, then that one I could understand. But I think it's, it's definitely hard to find things that you are definitely are recyclable and they're able to be used again for specific purposes. So with that being said, what items did you buy that you were like, okay, this will definitely be used again. This is something that's reusable. This is what, you know, this was a good investment. So I think in hindsight, the balloons were not reusable, but some of the things that came with the balloons were, so we did a wild one theme safari animal, that sort of thing. And it came with some of these tropical palm leaf made out of like a plasticky, I don't know what you call it, but they were like leaves that you could lay on like a table and they actually looked really nice. We had like a white tablecloth and they were dark green, green leaf and they looked really pretty and something like that I will definitely keep. And you could totally make that work at like a dinosaur themed party or I don't even know a baby shower Mm -hmm. that maybe has a or even a llama birthday party or yeah, you can, you can, those types of things are reusable for sure. For sure. Now, some of the things like cupcake picks and cake toppers, I for sure thought about it as I was like on, cause I had leftover cupcakes. I was taking the picks out and I was like, Hmm, could I rinse this off? And I was like, no, that's gross. Let's just toss these. So I, I did end up tossing <laughs> those things, but again, it just feels so wasteful. Um, Mm. There were some things that I bought. So because we did the wild one theme, I purchased some of these little like animal figurines. I had purchased some from the Dollar Tree. Those I tossed, but then I had gotten two from Michael's and I don't even want to tell you how expensive they were. I got one giraffe. I think they're like $7 a piece. I got one giraffe and I got a zebra and they were, they were either $6.99 or $7.99 a piece. And I was just like, this is ridiculous, but I'll definitely keep those and store them for the future. I, I don't know maybe they could be of use or even selling them. I was thinking about posting something on Facebook marketplace and being like, Hey, I have some wild one decor. I'll sell you this package for like $15. And I would totally do that. So the next party that I plan, I will totally be looking on like the Facebook marketplace and see, has anybody else had this idea to sell something at a cheaper price than to just buy it brand new? Because then we are not being as wasteful and things are getting more life out of them, which I think is just good for the environment. And it's also just good for your wallet. I love, I love that aspect of like today's day and age. It was kind of a dirty word to like buy things that were used or some, and and again, some things are, you shouldn't recycle them, but I mean, places like Poshmark and stuff, what a great idea for people to get more life instead of being wasteful. I mean, or even recycling birthday party decorations. That's, I think that that's a great idea. And I think that's, I'm definitely interested to see for your next party. If there, if there are other people who do that and sell their party invitations, that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, and you don't know unless you try, so why not try it? I already actually reached out to my sister-in-law. She has, her daughter is 
a few months younger than JT. And I asked her, I was like, what theme are you guys doing? They're doing a sunflower theme. So I was like, hmm, well, gold. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of gold decor. So for example, the, the monthly milestone photo display mm-hmm. banner that I have, maybe she could use that. And I did tell her too, I was like, Hey, just so you know, I am totally okay with you borrowing this stuff, but I do want it back. And she kind of just sent back like a eye rolling laughing emoji, like, Oh my gosh. And I'm like, Hey, don't judge my frugalness. Like there will be multiple more children in the future. And you just never know when stuff could come up. Right. I don't want to get to like the stage of like being a hoarder and having just boxes upon boxes of boxes of stuff in my basement that you pack away and you never use again. So for example, the sandwiches that we got catered they came on these really sturdy I would consider like decent quality platters and they're ginormous oh absolutely and we have five of them and like even the top that covers the platter it's it's pretty rigid I feel like it has has life in it and I'm like I hate Mm -hmm. to throw this out I hate to recycle this I feel like I could totally use this in the future or if I couldn't maybe somebody else could I'm definitely not the best cook no, but for like cupcakes or cookies or storage of just leftovers from like a party, if you do have like Thanksgiving or something, it's and to keep it covered. To keep it covered. Yeah. But it's just like storing this stuff. Your basement then becomes it's like you basically have like a catering facility in your own house. But I guess that's why it's good though to use the people around you for help. And to see if they have stuff before you buy stuff. And I know that sometimes that can be a little bit uncomfortable to ask somebody, Hey, could I use that thing that you have? Like, it could be really helpful, but, and some people may not want to lend it out and it might be an awkward conversation, but you never know. Some people would be more than happy to lend you their beverage dispenser, for example, because that's actually something that I did buy for the party that I hope to use in the future, but it was really cute. I loved the way it looked and it was a decent price. It was on sale at BJ's and I had looked at Amazon and Walmart and I think Target. And I've used beverage dispensers in the past and they can kind of be cheap. They won't last forever. And you really have to be diligent about cleaning them Mm -hmm. right after they get used because they can get like sticky and gross. And the little nozzle that you use to dispense the liquid out of can get clogged. And sometimes they're not super easy to take apart and put back together. But I know like you had mentioned, Hey, maybe next time just put like ice water infused with like some lemon or right mint. Another thing that was actually on the instructions for the beverage dispenser that I had said to be careful with the, if you choose to put something with alcohol in it, that the higher alcohol content could actually damage the, I don't know if they're O-rings or gaskets. Gasket. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. They're they're drying. Alcohol is very drying. So. So I was like, hmm, that's interesting to know the more you know. Well, going off of that, um, all of your reusable items, gifts, like a birthday, how, how, does that, how did that work for you and what did you learn? And I know we talked about it a little bit and I was like, me, you should make a list of the things you actually need. And you're like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Hindsight, how are you feeling about that? So this is an interesting topic because initially my husband was like, no gifts. I don't want anybody to give gifts. We have a college savings, which is a 529 account for JT. And we didn't actually make it until like a week ago until somebody asked, well, what is, how do we actually make a donation to JT's college? And you can actually make like this landing page. So now we have a link that we can share with friends or family and say, 
you know, in, in lieu of a gift, we would really just appreciate a donation to his college fund. And then you send him that link and they can easily send money to this savings. So I, I think that in the future, maybe I will write that on the card or on the back of the card, say, we are so blessed to be able to have so many toys and all of the things that he already needs. In lieu of gifts, we would really appreciate a donation to his college fund. You know, right now he's so little, he doesn't understand these toys and gifts that you're giving him. So this would be a much more useful gift, practical than some toy that is just going to blend in with all the other toys that he has and just take up so much space in our home. Right. But what about aunt Sue or Sue's not a good name? Cause we actually, you have a grandma Sue, but aunt, uh, I was going to say Laura, but that's another aunt, <laughs> aunt Mary. Well, what about aunt Mary who doesn't want to give money because she has to bring a toy? What then? So this is something that I will take away from the party that I just had for future parties or even for Christmas and things like that. I will definitely be making an Amazon list or a mm-hmm. list of stuff and things, items. I don't want to call it stuff because I hate stuff, but items that are things that we actually need and will use. So whether that be diapers or wipes or one thing that we really needed and I didn't get was I kept telling you about the the cover that goes on the spout for the bathtub. Oh, no, I don't remember you mentioning that at all. Oh, I thought I told like four people that we, we absolutely needed that. And I was holding off on buying one because I was like, we can wait a few more weeks to his party and somebody will get it because I mentioned it to a few people because now that he's pulling himself up and standing and slipping in the bathtub, there's been like a few mm. close calls where he's almost like hit his head on the metal spout. And Oh, just, you're going to regret I, not getting it. Definitely go out and get one today. <laughs> Buy one on know, Amazon right now. I know. I know. So something like that would be really useful. Diapers and wipes are, are so useful. It, it is a little bit hard with diapers and wipes because I don't want to say I'm picky when it comes to diapers and wipes. My son's skin is there. His, he's just a little bit sensitive when it comes mm-hmm. to certain flavors of diapers, I guess we'll call them. So mm-hmm. it would need to kind of be a specific brand. But also here's the other thing. And this might sound a little bit taboo or tacky or, you know, people might listen to this and cringe, but I have no shame. Most, most big box stores, like your targets and your Walmarts of the world. If you take an item back to their store and say, Hey, I received this as a gift. I know that I, you can't give me cash for it back, but can you take this back? They they'll say, and I've done this before because I did it with stuff that I received for my baby shower, which was a nightmare because it happened during the pandemic and those stores weren't accepting like any returns until months later, but regardless, it it is doable and I have no shame. So you can bring those items back and they'll say, if I scan it and it's in our system, yes, you can return it, but I can't necessarily guarantee you the price back for it that it was purchased at. You're going to get it for whatever price that it rings up. So say that the person bought it at like the peak price of the item and now it's on sale. You can get the sale price back, usually in the form of a store gift card, which a store gift card is great for a place like Walmart or Target because then you can then use that money for diapers or wipes or, you know, that tub spout cover that you actually really need. So one item that we got yesterday for JT was sippy cups. Right. We already have a sippy cup problem. And my husband is like, our cabinets are overflowing with cups and all of these other sippy cups that we got, we don't need. So I'll 
take them back to the store. So can I, can I make a point other than returning, other than returning what you could do? Um, so something that I do, for example, like if we get a bunch of games, I will actually put them in a bin and store them away. And I will pull them out when Grace has a friend over and they're bored and they need something to do. I'm like, okay, go get the bin of all the stuff that you didn't get to just open up immediately when you're, because let's be real. When kids have birthday parties, Mm -hmm. they get inundated with a bunch of things that they don't really, they need like one or two items and that's it. And, and it's just, it's, it really is too much. Have you ever seen a kid actually get bored of opening their gifts? They're like on like the 25th present and they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Another item. You know, that's why actually it's it's too much. And honestly, I have to say the last couple of parties that I had, I hate opening the gifts in front of everyone. One, I can't enjoy it. Right. And and, and I like that, but you feel almost the, and I want to say like the, I don't want to be like the olden times, but that used to be like an obligation. Like Mm -hmm. people bought gifts. They wanted to know how people like it. But one, I do like to send thank you messages out to people who brought gifts. Mm -hmm. And one, if I'm doing that, I'm too involved in him ripping open or grace either one of them ripping open toys not being able to find out who it came from because they Mm -hmm. opened him so quickly and there's trash everywhere and I can't keep up with any of it Mm -hmm. so I for the last couple of birthday parties I haven't been able to write thank yous to anyone because I had no idea where the stuff came from so I definitely don't and and I hate I hate making it about that or making maybe a, a family member who came and didn't bring an item but because or they maybe made a donation and they didn't bring a toy. And instead of doing a toy, they made a donation to the college savings. They're feeling like a piece of crap because they didn't bring something for them to open. I hate all of that. And I do have to say too, that, so the family members that who did bring or who didn't make a donation to his 529 account, Mm -hmm. they kept making it known to me. They kept saying, oh, we, we also, we made a donation to his college savings fund. So this gift is very small and it's not much, but we made a donation to his college fund. And And I just want to tell them like, it's okay. Like, it doesn't matter, you know, how big or small your gift is. Thank you for being here. We're having this party because we want you to be here. Not because we want all of these gifts from you. And just, just, just your time is enough. And I know that sounds corny, but it's really true. And especially Mm -hmm. when you have somebody like my husband, who is so, I don't want to say he's like anti-gift because he, then I'm just making him out to be like, he's like this grumpy, you know, guy, but we are, there's only like a few toys that we're giving to JT right now. And like you said, having a bin or having some type of storage where you can pull that toy out at, you know, a a rainy day or when that child is really bored or, you know, they're really sick of the current toys that they have, then you have something to give them and you don't have to run to Target and drop $50 unexpectedly on a Tonka truck or something like that. So I do think it is a good idea. Well, and also you can also have a stock. You can have a stock for, I like to have... (laughs) makes me sound like the ultimate party person, but I lo- I also like to have a stock on hand of just generic mm-hmm. gifts that I can give to anyone. So I have a bunch of art kits that are boys and girls and or unisex. And I have stuff for Jack's age and I have stuff for Grace's age or even duplicate items that they've gotten instead of re- like, I am not a return queen. Yes, I, I that's what I call Tyla. Tyla's the return queen. I don't. And I, and sometimes I even like no shame she's not kidding when she says no shame like I'll give stuff to I'm like I'm not gonna return it she's like give it to me I'll return it I'll return it for you I'm like okay you return it like it's for me it's just I feel I would rather hold on and that's bad I feel like I shouldn't have I should feel like I need if I need something else different that I didn't get but I did get these things but that tub spout was more important I should be able to go get the tub spout in place of the the third Mm -hmm. Tonka truck that we got but 
I also keep a backlog, not only of toys that my kids will open up and use again, but if they get duplicates, you better believe I'm putting them in a bin. And that's what I'm pulling from for kids' birthday parties or Grace's classmates or whoever. I, I usually have a backlog of just items that on hand, I can throw together and be ready for a party at a moment's notice, <laughs> ready to attend. I actually, I think that's such a great idea, Kiana. And I, I implemented that too, after even things like Christmas, mm-hmm. because let's be serious. We all get things for our birthdays or for Christmas that we, they're just not our style. They're not something that we mm-hmm. would like. And, you know, we appreciate it so much. The person who gave that gift, it was thoughtful. Thank you so much but we're never going to use this item. So if it right. is something that maybe you can't return or you just want to build up that stockpile of random gifts to have on hand, I think that's a great idea. That's also mm-hmm. a really budget friendly idea. So that way, when I know I'm not at the point yet where JT is going to birthday parties, but to have just a, a bin in your closet or in your basement of things that you can gift on any random rainy day. That's so awesome. But I also don't want to, there's one thing that I want to not forget to mention. And this was something that Jeff and I actually just talked about this morning. Can you guess what it might be about what, what's it pertaining to? What do you, so gift giving, what do you think like mine and Jeff's favorite gift to give would be time spent. So instead of actual toys buy tickets to things. No, actually, but that's not a bad, that's not a bad idea. Well, that's another, yeah, that's another thing that we ask, like from aunts and uncles for sure. Like my brother, um, instead of bringing, cause he, you know, PJ math, he has no idea. He has no children. He has no idea. So he's like, what can I get the kids? And I'm like, get them tickets to the aquarium, get them tickets to the museum. Like I will take them. It'll be a day out and they'll really enjoy that. And I will send you all the pictures of all the fun time that we've had. And it'll be so much more appreciated than the third PJ masks toy that you've bought them for the last three years. What are you saying? Even they don't watch PJ masks. PJ Masks, that's a type of toy. I mean, it's a type of show, TV show. PJ Mask? Yeah, that's what, so last year DJ bought um, Jack this giant. It was like probably three feet long. It's like a big car that holds like little toys in it. And it's a PJ Masks. It's, that's what the, they're like little kids that have, they wear their PJs and they have masks on and they fight crime. And I'm like, DJ, my kids don't even watch PJ Masks. Okay, Why I did just, you get this? I just Googled it. I'm like, what are yep. you talking? There's Greg, Luna Girl, Connor, Night Ninja. I'd never, I'd never heard of this. All right. Interesting. Yep. So now you know about the PJ masks, but the point is that good little, good little transition, but yes, that's another idea for gifts. Get them time spent, get them tickets to things that is so much more appreciated than a third Tonka truck or a PJ masks Rover. So I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more guess. What is something that you think Jeff and I would love to give. Are you trying to cheat? <laughs> You're trying to cheat and give me the answer. <laughs> okay. Cash. Would it be cash? Yes. Yes. Great job, Kiana. You guessed it. Um, cash. Absolutely. So we actually did receive quite a bit of cash and checks at our party yesterday, which is awesome. I mean, I, and, and some of the people in their cards, they wrote, you know, this is intended to be used for his college fund. So we will absolutely honor that and we will put it away into his, his, into his college savings. But the other cash that we got, we actually need diapers and wipes. We did get a few for, from the party, but I, I do need to go restock and replenish those supplies. So we'll be getting stuff like that. And even, you know, you can use it for anything. You can use it for the next party that you have or groceries or just 
anything that's going to help you and your child because that's that's what it's there for and I think I, this is a saying that I'm not sure where it's from but that cash is king and I and I really truly do believe that and I know like somebody like you you're probably like uh cash like it's just so impersonal and it's just tacky and no there's no thought that goes into it but I also know on the flip side of that you're not going to complain if somebody gives you cash I mean, you're, you're not wrong. And you're also not wrong in saying that a lot of people would feel impersonal or it would feel impolite to hand someone cash. And I think that that's just, that's why it's so important to know your guests and to know who, who, who's part of your attending, because for someone like me, again, you know, cash is never going to be turned down, but now I have to take this money and bring this kit. Honestly, what I, if anything, I would like an Amazon card. Cause then I can let the kid pick something on Amazon. I don't have to make it a trip to the store and have a meltdown because they only get one toy, but I definitely, for mm. me, it's harder too, because they're little. So their, their concept of money is harder, but I, I think that that's, it's really interesting to see different perspectives on how, you know, how family would perceive or want different items or money or gift cards. I do have to say too, that, that I wasn't sure yesterday whether or not we would open the gifts in front of people. And I asked a few people like, Hey, should we open presents? Like, is that a thing? Or what do you think? And honestly, after we did cake, then the party kind of organically was starting to come to an end. People were coming up to us and saying like, Hey, we're heading out. It was so good to see you. Like we're going to leave. And I was like, okay, great. Mm -hmm. And there were a few people who did come up to me before they left and they said, Hey, like, could, could he open his gift? I really wanted to see him open it. I have absolutely no problem doing that. Um, one of our friends. Right. And I think that that's totally a good idea. Like, that's fine. If they, if they come to you, like do that. But I think almost, I, I, I really hope that one day we'll get to the point where opening gifts is kind of dissolved and it's because it is kind of impersonal, just opening 17 toys in front of all of your guests. Like if mm -hmm. you brought, bought a gift that you really felt, you know, that you wanted to see them open. Okay. I think that that's, that's beautiful because you put time and effort into it and you wanted to it, but don't make everyone else sit through all of it. And, and, and it, it can make people feel bad or it can make, make it a vain thing. I, I a hundred percent. I agree. I, 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 and I don't want to say that it's rude to open gifts in front of people because I'm not right. sure I'm, I'm learning about this right now to, to like trying to figure out what do I think right. is the right thing to do. But after having that first party, I think that not opening the gifts takes so much stress off of you as a parent, especially mm -hmm. when you have a child who is so young and cannot sit still. Like my baby is he's actually technically not one yet. We celebrated his party a little early, but there is no way I could get him to sit and to actually open presents. It would have been logistically that just would not have worked. nightmare, right? It'd yeah. Be a nightmare. It would not have been fun for me. It would have not been fun for him. And it probably would not be very fun for all of the people sitting around and watching. So don't feel obligated. And I, I, I don't want to say this is me giving you advice, but this is just my opinion. Don't feel obligated to open gifts at your party. Don't feel like that needs to be something that you do. You can just open them after everybody leaves. And then if somebody does come up to you and wants you to open it, open it, you know? A little end note um, on the gift topic that we're on. I do have to say, we have had birthday parties before where Grace has actually foregone gifts and she has not wanted anything but people's company. So we actually put on the invitations at the time she wanted to make a donation to a local dog shelter. So we had said in lieu of a gift, please bring dog food or cat food or blankets. And we actually did, we got a lot of puppy pads and we got kibble wow. and we got cow and, she, and I actually have a picture. Maybe we'll, maybe one of these days we'll post, maybe in the show notes. I remember it. this party. That's like amazing. She's such a, a beautiful person. 
yeah, we went to NECOG and, and I took a picture of her in front of the, um, they have like a shed where you put stuff. And I took a picture of her in front of the shed and, and she, it was like her eighth birthday or something. And she was so proud of herself, like for her birthday, like walking up there and giving like, and we did, we actually gave them money. That's too. amazing. We, so people, instead of bringing gifts, she handed them over money and she, instead of, because can you always use stuff? Yeah, you can. But she wanted her day to, that is, that's amazing to be about bringing stuff for other people, which I think is really great. And I have been to parties where mm-hmm. people have said, don't bring anything, please do not bring anything. Don't just be there. And that is, is a respectable party as well. So it's not all about gifts, but I hope we've given, we've shed some light on how, on how we do things. Yeah, I agree. And on right. On how we do things and how yeah, we and that, that's forward. my husband's take on it too. He actually wanted me to write on the invitations to please not bring any gifts, but I didn't, I also don't want that to be not well-received either, because I do think that some people genuinely, that's how they show that they love or that they care is by giving mm-hmm. you a gift. It's a love language for sure. Yeah. That that's what they want to do. I was actually talking to Jeff about this earlier about love languages and he gave me a weird look. I'm like, no, I'm not talking about love with like your romantic partner and being intimate. It's just different people appreciate different types of affection, affection and yeah, they show their love differently, mm. if that makes sense. Well, we're kind of coming to a natural end. We're going to go over our moments of grace, which we're going to try and keep into every episode. I think we might have missed a few a few episodes back, but um, a moment of grace now that you've had a party. Tyla, how are you feeling? I am feeling so good. I actually slept last night for the first time in like four nights. I just, I have not been able to fall asleep, which is not so uncharacteristic for me. So my moment of grace this past week was I actually allowed myself to have fun and enjoy the party yesterday. I was probably stressed right up until the last minute, but then the party was here and I had my glass of fruit wine and I had so much fun. It was a lot of fun. It was so much fun to have people come out, people to say like, you did such a great job putting this together, go you. And I was just overwhelmed with gratitude for everybody that showed up and made it a fun time. What about you, Kiana? Good. I'm glad you, I'm glad you really did get a moment to enjoy yourself. You and Jeff both that's to walk away from a party that you've planned and both feel happy and good about it. That's, that's the reason you do it. Um, so my moment of grace would have to be probably today. (laughs) Um, and probably tomorrow too. I'm probably gonna give myself a couple moments of grace. It has been a very busy week and I feel like every weekend we've had back to back to back events, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all of the days. And today I woke up and we, I usually have my morning chat with my mom and Tyla and I just, I didn't have it in me. I was sleeping in. And then when I woke up, I enjoyed a couple chapters of my book and I really, other than this recording, I'm going to take the rest of the day and just be, and I'm probably not going to get on my PJs. I am not going to, I probably might, I might pick up my room, but I'm not pushing myself. So my moment of grace is really giving myself a day or two of grace after the whirlwind of a weekend we've had between graduations and birthday parties and having, we are having a funeral coming up and having to get outfits ready and Grace being out of school and Jack almost being out of school and having summer hit. I'm ready for a day or two of just silence and peace. (laughs) So that's my moments of grace. It's very well deserved. Thank you, Kiana, Mm. for everything you did to help me yesterday too. I really appreciate it. Of course. And it was a beautiful, you had a beautiful party. So you should be proud of that. Thank you. 
but I think we are now at the end of our fifth episode. Can you believe we made it? All right, guys. Well, it was fun chatting with you. Catch you next time. Bye. We'll see you later, guys. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to leave a comment on our episodes or give us a rate and like us so that way we can keep giving you more content. We'll see you soon. Bye.